Today is December 16th, and CeCe Sabathia remains a New York Yankee. Did anyone have doubts? I, doubts slipped in for me. I think Jake had no doubts. A lot of people knew he was coming back. Well, he's back. He's officially back. Let's talk about CeCe coming back. Let's talk about our love for CeCe. And let's talk about what this means for the future of the offseason for Brian Cashman. Let's talk Yanks, babe. I have an interesting fellow coming on after the break. His name is Jimmy James, John Boy, whatever. Well, this guy went from like 300 followers to like 2,300 followers. His name is John Boy. The hey, my name is John Boy. I'm sitting here in California. I got my co-host Jake in Denver. We are two transplanted Yankee fans originally from the East Coast, New Jersey, Connecticut areas. Still follow along. Still love talking Yanks. And uh, now we're talking to you guys. And this is the news. Carlson Charles, the Captain Crunch King, back in pinstripes. CeCe. CeCe. CeCe Sabathia. Thoughts? Uh, we love CeCe. Yeah. He was huge for us last year. The statistics after losses were insane. We've, we've repeated them on the show many times, including playoffs. Was it 10-0? Something like that? I think it got up to 10-0 coming off a loss. CeCe would get the win. They call that a stopper if you're new to the game. Stopper. Yeah, man. And he's just a, a giant human with a big smile and a big laugh and intense as all hell when he's when he's in the in the moment. So, yeah, we're we're excited. And I mean, it's, you know, pending health issues, which he's at this point in the career, he had the bulky knee thing. That'll be something to watch. But I mean, CeCe's going to give you. 160 innings around a four ERA. If you get some good bounces, it'll be threes. If you get some bad bounces, it'll be mid to low fours. But that CC's going to be great, yep. especially with the offense behind him. The contract he signed is one year, 10 mil, which is funny because uh, we've been saying that for months now. And it's not because we're smart. It's just kind of that's what the Yankees did with Corota. It was like everyone called it um, one year, 10 mil until he says no. That's what we do with Kuroda. Like, hey, man, until you want to go back to Japan, we'll give you one year, $10 million, come pitch for us. Kuroda was finally like, hey, I'm going back to Japan. With CC. he's back. So it's very incentive-based, they said, which includes innings pitched, which makes a lot of sense. Like, hey, if you stay healthy, if we depend on you to eat up innings, we'll give you more money. Now, it sucks if he's healthy and we're just going to, like, not use them. That's kind of bullshit. Hopefully they don't do that to him. But I don't think that's the game plan is to like use that to our benefit. I think that's to say you're, it's a little risky with your knee. It's a little risky your age. But if you we're going to give you 10 mil and if you come through like we want you to and you want to, then you get more. I mean, incentive based shit makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense for the teams. <laughs> In cash we trust. I don't know if I need to say that anymore. Yeah, man. CeCe's back, and it, it's good news. But there's a couple lingering questions around it. Do you want to go there? Do you want to talk Karsten more? What 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 do you need from me? All right, let's talk Karsten more. I want to walk through CeCe's tenure as a Yankee. I think there might be some young fans listening who maybe don't know why CeCe is so endeared to a lot of fans' hearts, or I think there are fans like our good friend Connor Tidgewell listening. This is government name. Maybe a Titch who loved CeCe and would just love to hear his story again. CeCe came over in 2009, big free agent, him and Teixeira, Swisher too, Burnett, big free agent class, and CeCe came over as our ace. I think we paid him 125 mil over, how till now, 10 years, 8 years, whatever the hell it was. Anyway, 
2009, he comes over, he takes over the staff, and we win the World Series. He meets Andy Pettit, who goes on to be, they become good friends. Like, they're really good friends. In CeCe's first four years with the Yankees, he was an ace. Like, he was, by definition, an ace. 2009, 3.37 ERA. 2010, 3.18. 2011, 3.00. 2012, 3.38. So sub 3.5 for four years in a row, not missing many starts. 28 starts was his fewest. Uh, One year he had 21 wins. Dude was good. And he had a fastball and he was striking out a ton of people. And he was really fun to watch. I think I saw a game uh, against the Brewers one summer at home in July and he struck out. I want to say 18. That sounds crazy. Maybe. I don't know. But. <laughs> 18's high. I don't know. <laughs> 18 high. I mean, it was a lot. It was a lot. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. But, okay. So then what happens with CC after those four years? Age. 2013 comes. And like that, like Payne Manning and his throw, CC just loses his fastball. I think he lost like four miles per hour. And couldn't pitch. Like, he did not know how to pitch without relying on his fastball. He didn't have his backdoor cutter. He didn't have his spots. He didn't know how to set batters up. He just, like, struggled. And it was pretty frustrating for everyone. So, 2014, it's and, like... And, Jim, I, you know, that's kind of... That's that's a huge part that... I, I don't know, we're mentioning briefly. Uh, noodle the doodle dogs freaking out over it. But, um... Man, all, all this talk about contracts lately and how much Jacoby is waiting down the team and that Stanton contract is going to be terrible in five years, whatever. Like, we were kind of at a point with CC with that where it was kind of scary. He was throwing 89 mile per hour fastballs and we went from ace to like, whoa, all right, yeah. did we just, did we just have to eat a lot of money for a lot of years? So the next part of the story shows. Kind of also why it's huge and why it's beloved. Yeah. So yeah, this is this is when the first four years, obviously you love that he's an ace. He's winning games. He's like dominating. It was awesome. Then he hits a huge speed bump. Like it, it lasted, it lasted a while. So all of 2013, not great. Four point seven eight ERA, a lot of innings, but just didn't have his fastball. He decides in the off season he's got to lose weight. That's why. You know, you know, he doesn't have the natural fastball anymore, so he's got to get in shape, and uh, he'll get the fastball back like that. He shows up in 2014 slim. Look up skinny CC pictures. There's one of him in a tux, super slim. They asked him how he lost weight. He said he stopped eating Captain Crunch. He would eat a full box of Captain Crunch every single day. If you see me tweet out gifts of Captain Crunch uh, in reference to CC or if anyone tweet those out, now you know. That's why people are like, okay, that's bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it, there's there's this I don't know kind I don't know if it's a stereotype or whatever it is, but like there's oh I said like are we gonna start doing the like jar? We'll talk about that later. Uh, um, there you go. Now I'm helping the fans. But there's guys who naturally look better when they're a little bigger. David Wells and like Ken Paserno, fan of the show. <laughs> but people don't. I don't know. Some people don't take that seriously. They're like, no, like, well, even like super skinny Jonah Hill is weird to look at. You don't like that. You like him with a little bit of meat on him. CeCe got too skinny. It didn't look natural. It didn't look right. He looks sickly, kind of. A little bit. All right. So he gets skinny for 2014 
and gets injured immediately. Like hurts his knee. His whole body's different. He pitches eight games, eight bad games, gets hurt, misses the rest of the year with knee surgery. Okay, so now CC has lost his fastball, doesn't know how to pitch without his fastball, loses weight to try and figure that out. Does that, that doesn't work out, gets hurt. Okay. 2015 comes fat again. He's like 200, I think he's like 300 bills again. Starts the year off. He has knee surgery, so he's trying to figure out this new knee and he can't really figure it out. And he's not doing good. He starts the season off pretty bad. I think he was four and nine with, he was, I don't think I'm reading this. He was four and nine with a 5.27 ERA in 24 games. It was bad. So now we're going on to our third year. After the four good ones, we're going on to our third year of fuck. CC, this is not, this contract's terrible. What's going on? My grandma does not like CC for this very reason. It's because this is why he's bad now, right? What happens is he gets a little hurt. He goes on the DL. Him and the people figure out uh, a knee brace. Like, here's this knee brace. Put it on your knee. Pitch with the knee brace on. And if you ever heard knee brace jokes and didn't understand where those were coming from, CC put on a knee brace in two, midway through 2015. He came back and pitched to a 2.17 ERA in five starts. Okay? So it was like, all right, knee brace CC. Here we go. 2016 comes around. He's 35 years old. He's got a knee brace on. He doesn't have his fastball, but he's learned how to pitch. He, he goes to a 3.91 ERA. Now, is that ace status? No, but he's not our ace anymore. That's not what we need him for. He, uh, those, he was an ace for four years. He lost it. That was serviceable. Last year, 3.69 ERA. The innings, he's not a workhorse like he used to be. But the last two years, he's been, I mean, a three ERA pitcher is a good pitcher. So that's why Yankee fans love CeCe because we went through that with him and these last two years to see him come out from that shit he went through and being hurt and having to learn how to pitch. Like we were in it with him. It was like, all right, dude. Like, and he's just a lovable guy. He's a fighter on the, on the mound. He's a great teammate. So if you're wondering where the, like, cause a lot of people that aren't Yankee fans are kind of like, why do you want him back? Like, isn't he old and kind of like, at the end of his career? Like, why are you guys so excited to have him back? Well, there you go. He's, he's endeared to our hearts. Love CC. And he, A, tried to think of athletes that like, I don't know, declined for three, four years, stick it out for a team, come back. I mean, we also, we see some pitchers later in life, not learning how to pitch, but pitching differently. I mean, Bartolo Colon has gotten, through the MLB for the past five years, just throwing a two seam <laughs> fastball that moves at 84 miles per hour. So it's comical. And Yankee fans have the, the best example of all time of how quirky pitching can be in Mariano Rivera, mm-hmm. having one pitch and being <laughs> the most dominant player in the sport ever, maybe. How so, bizarre is that? Like Mariano Rivera, like, Hey, what's the scouting report on Mo? It throws cutter. What else? Oh no, he's just going to throw you that cutter. Cutter in, cutter out. <laughs> Okay. What's the scouting port on Bartolo Colon? Oh, he's got slow fastball, and then he's got slower fastball. <laughs> it's it's going to look like he's throwing you batting practice. But <laughs> uh, we love CC. I think the only thing that I hate to bring it up is like a sad note, but I mean, did you mention the booze stuff at all with CC? No. Because so, that was a huge. Yeah, so in 2015, when he comes back, he starts those 
five or so games to a 2.27 ERA, which helped us get into the wild card spot against the Astros. But this 2015 team, everyone was falling apart towards the end of the year. There was not a lot of hope. Ref Snyder started at second in the wild card game. Bird started at first. Whatever. CC, if we got past if Tanaka, if we beat Houston in the wild card game, he would have been our next pitcher. It got to the point where no one was that great, and CeCe was good in the last five starts, so he would have been probably the number two or three in that postseason. And like three days before the rosters were announced, he said he's going to rehab and he's done, which was was like, hey, I mean, I, I hate to interfere with your sobriety, sobriety in your journey, but like just stick around for a week in case we need you. No, I mean, you can't ask a guy to... So now he's sober. Uh, said he was like, he was injured. He wasn't a star anymore. He would go on the road and just drink a lot. I don't know. But it's sober now. But yeah. Yeah. And we we love CC. That was uh like like you said, if if you're newer to CC's story, that was a nice little catch up. I mean, there's so many good moments to relive. I mean, he he was really and you know, there's a lot of talk of the Evil Empire being back and you know, you talk about that off season when they signed a bunch of guys, but I mean CC was awesome for four years and like no one ever no one ever yelled from the laughters like rafters get cc out of here people were just like just get right man like even even if you come back and you're not so hot for us still like just get right we love you so it's it's good that he's pitching well and i mean if he repeats last year no one would be surprised if he's a little better i wouldn't even be surprised i mean especially if he accepts that the bullpen is now behind him if cc gets pulled which is awesome if he, he has the old starters mentality cc spathy wants to pitch complete games he's how many complete games does he have in his lifetime? He's got like 38, something like that. You know, a little bit of a throwback. He he still thinks he's the ace of the team. We were doing the jokes mid-season about <laughs> who, who was going to get the ball in the one-game playoff. We had a lot of fun with that. He's a guy that if he locked into the, hey, CeCe, if you give us five innings, one earned, if you go all out for five innings or if you go six innings, two, and like you empty the gas tank, that is perfect. Yep. You're going to win 20 games if you do that. So good to have him back. Something you and me haven't discussed, and I, I didn't know where where we wanted to leave it or where where you stand on it. Are we done with pitching? Well, we'll get in. We'll get let we'll get into that. Yeah, we got some voicemails. Okay. They'll get us into some topics. Here's the first one. I don't know what order I have them in, but here we go. Sure. Hey guys, it's uh, Aaron from Twitter, Baseball Life 26. I'm pumped and freaking pumped about the CC, CC, bringing back CC for the one year, $10 million. And just want to know your take if this gives us a little leverage on getting another starting pitcher by Garrett Cole, because now we're not desperate to bring another starting pitcher back. I'm curious to know your, your guys' takes. Thank you. So, that's Aaron. Does, does this give us leverage? And my answer is yeah. Because we have the same starting five that we ended the season with last year. And then we went into the postseason with last year. And when we were a pretty good team last year, and hopefully Gumby gets better. And hopefully Tanaka doesn't have his rough stretch. I mean, you can't bank on everyone to have their best season. Though with Gumby and CeCe at the four and five, and our top three are pretty good. Cash could say, this is what we're going with. And then we have Chance and Sheffield in the wings. Domingo, someone in the wings in case we need, you know, when we eventually do need spot starts or stuff can say that. So does it give us leverage? 
I think, yeah, because... Yes. But I don't think we're done. Cash can easily go to the Pirates, like, you know what? We don't really need it. Never mind. That's not worth losing these prospects because we don't really need it. And hoping they say, okay, well, 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 but we, okay, we'll take less. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's exactly what you said at the end there. Like, when Cashman moves on a deal, we know it. I mean, media and anyone can get their hands on it at this point. Clearly, Machado, I shouldn't say clearly Machado's not going to work out, but it doesn't make sense. The pitchers are still interesting because I think they still, if you can still get a Garrett Cole or Fulmer, guys with years and really good stuff, really good numbers, you still kind of make the move. And I, I know you don't love it. Because in the end, of, at the end of the day, it turns into a five and a half man rotation, and I think Gumby's the odd man out. I think Cashman's still definitely eyeing it. If they have to go to war with this crew, it is what it is for now. But I don't know an injury or something. I mean, there's I don't know. I would love. I'm still in on Garrett Cole for whatever reason. I just think his price tag isn't going to be extraordinary where I think Fulmer's is. And I think we talked about last year. We didn't have a long guy. You have Gumby do some spot starts and some long guy stuff. When someone gets hurt, he's back in the rotation. I mean, odds are he would still get 20 or so starts. I mean, the five guys never last the full year as the rotation. So that's where I'm at. I, I know it kind of sucks for Gumby. <laughs> okay. best, was he best pitcher in the AL last year or best rookie pitcher? Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it does suck for Gumby. But I completely agree with you. Yeah. Fulmer's price tag's too high. We're we're not desperate enough to go... Okay, so I see Clint as excess right now. Try and trade Clint while he's hot and teams want him. But I don't think Clint's getting the job done for Fulmer. So fuck it. I don't want to give an A package away. We don't need to give an A package away for Fulmer. But I, I'm with you. Like, let's if we trade for Cole... Gumby, like they did a six-man rotation to end last year. They said they weren't, but Jaime and Gumby split starts. They did. They feng shuied a six-man rotation. Would they do it again to preserve the staff? I don't know. Would they start the season? No. But Gumby could. They could find their spots to make it a six-man rotation here and there. With exact, I'm agreeing with exactly what you just said. I'm in favor of trading Clint and someone to get Cole. If that scenario is how that trade would go down, like I don't really. If we can get Cole for Clinton, someone do it and then figure out the six man. Yeah. My, my main thoughts on that. The first, <laughs> I, I think it's funny. Cause you know, we try to talk to a lot of people on Twitter and you get different perspectives this and the other, you know, we basically, or the past two weeks, even the past <laughs> couple months, it's been the Clint Frazier sweepstakes. <laughs> we, we've kind of been saying, I mean, especially once Giancarlo, Giancarlo happened, but a big time baseball prospect and I think it got to the point where you know we dream up a little bit but Clint has to be a piece that's getting offered for Cole Corbin Fulmer whatever trade talks and I think Cashman didn't get the response that he kind of expected and now it's kind of like it's value and it's expectations like hey I'm still offering you a guy who could be a consistent 2020 threat in this league if Clint figures it out I mean he he potentially is a big power bat if you fall in love with the bat speed and that kind of stuff. Uh, the only thing that we really fell in love with was his like first to third speed. <laughs> so yeah. there's a ton of talent. And I think it's kind of like Cashman's now doing a, yo, if my offers are out there, if you're into it, good. This like this dude's a good player. If not, I'll put him in minor leagues. I don't care. That's what Cashman he'll, said. He'll when, get uh... his camp when he gets his camp. Cashman was like, we're in the plane. We're circling the runways. We're just waiting for a spot to land. Uh, he's all 
Cashman just idioms out his ass at Wintermere, yeah. just like talking solely in idioms. But I, I interpreted that as Cashman was like, our deals are out there. We're just waiting for someone to say they want it. And if they don't, whatever. And, and Cece does, so to answer Aaron's question, Cece does give us a little leverage because Cash can be like, we don't need to risk losing that anymore. Do you think, I, I think the, the big question that spins off of that is, <laughs> I forgot it. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's going crazy. I'd rather see the Yankees trade, you know, a decent amount of prospects for whether it's Cole, Corbin, Fulmer, whatever it is, the, the trade comes out and we're not saying we fleeced them. We definitely gave a couple top prospects where it is what it is to get those people back. Would you rather do that kind of move at this point? Or would you rather bring in some borderline veteran? I know Jamie Garcia doesn't have the best taste in people's mouth, but a potential, uh, someone to close the gap between our six starter being an, a, a complete unknown at this point. I think it goes trade for one, rock with one of these prospects, see what they got. Spend money on one. I like that. All right, let's, I like go, that. let's go next call. What's up, guys? Chris from Long Island here. Huge news getting CC back. Super pumped. Uh, so obviously, all the chatter right now is around Garrett Cole and Fulmer and what we need to now give up if we want to get them. But my question for you guys is actually looking ahead to next year. So um, think about a scenario where maybe Cole or Fulmer doesn't work out. Cashman's not willing to give up as much. He says, you know what, we're okay for right now. We'll we'll look to next year. Uh, next year's free agency, all we've always talked about is Machado and Harper. Uh, but if you look at the pitching coming up potentially next year, either free agency or player option, uh, there's a lot of big names out there. So um, Kershaw will probably opt out. Uh, Keiko, I think, is a free agent. So those are some of the big names. Probably, I mean, you imagine them staying with their teams. But who knows, maybe they want to test the waters. Uh, but even some of the middle-of-the-road guys, uh, you look at David Price, uh, Drew Pomeranz, uh, who else we got here? Gio Gonzalez, uh, not stuck by any means, but you know, if we're looking for a solid third, fourth option, maybe that's a possibility. Uh, and even the release pool: uh, Andrew Miller, Craig Kimball, Cody Allen, Zach Britton. I know we have a couple of our guys coming up, uh, you know, Robertson, Warren, things like that. So, just interested to see what you guys think about the future of pitching if it's not a starter this offseason. Thanks, guys. Go Yanks! All right. So his point was. Next year's pool is better. Like, everyone knows this free agent class isn't that great. So, if we just said, Cashman's like, you know what? We don't need Cole that much. We're not going to give up those prospects. Does next year's free agent class give us even more leverage? Because we'll just rock what we have now and wait out for some of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, I didn't love any of the names he was throwing out. Yeah, I think. I'm <laughs> Keuchel and Kershaw, obviously. Yeah, I was, I was getting ready. <laughs> I was getting ready for the Jimmy can we do this year before I was I, I, I appreciate but, everyone that calls but, in and I'll, <laughs> and I'll, I'll try not to rip callers but 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 you're right that was my initial inside my head reaction like let's talk but 2017 you did, you, you, you did address it how it does affect our our status right now so that was good I will say it's going to take an analysis of this year are, are the Yankees you know everything we're starting to hype them up to be? I would also say, I mean, you exactly what you said. When you say a name like Kershaw or Keuchel, I mean, I if it comes down to a couple million dollars here or there or wherever, I mean, I think we would a hundred times pick those guys over going out to get Machado, right? Uh, yeah, pitching over okay. him forever and always. 
Yeah, what's what's your new catchphrase you're developing? It's to pay for proven pitching, develop hitting, something like that. Well, people, I'm not making that up. That's just <laughs> it's just like baseball strategy since the beginning of time. I like I was tweeting with someone, and to, to, to let you guys know, it's it is develop hitting, develop bats, trade and pay for pitching. And if you look back to the Cubs, to the Phillies in 08, to the White Sox in 05, to um, Boston. I don't know, any team. I looked it up. I was like trying to go through the Royals. They all have maybe one homegrown starting pitcher, a bunch of homegrown bats, and then proven pitching that they acquired or traded for. That's the formula. Like That is how baseball works. Yeah, and I this just free agency in general, this, that, and the other. I mean, free agency hasn't been how teams have been building to win at all. Free agency has mostly been referenced to down the road as, oh my God, why did we give Albert Pujols that contract? Things like that. Well, so if, if, if it's a name like Kershaw and Keichel, you do it. But what are we going to pay Gio Gonzalez? Free agency is no longer the ice cream. It's now the sprinkles on top. Like Houston, they built their team through their core and then they went out and got McCann and Beltron and some veterans just to sprinkle on right. top and help the ice cream really get its flavor. The Yankees, we're going to do that now. Giancarlo, maybe it's ice cream on top of ice cream. But, I mean, it's – and like the Red Sox, they had a lot of guys come up and then they went out and got like personalities uh, with um, – they had like – you know what I'm trying to say. Um, <laughs> yeah. Johnny, Johnny yeah. Gomes and Napoli, like they, they, they got pieces. Like free agency isn't – the Yankees used to try to do that. Like, okay, so maybe 2009 Yankees, like when we got Burnett, right. Sabathia, Swisher, Teixeira, we we had – those weren't sprinkles. Those were big players. But free agency isn't – I don't know how to bring this point home, but I feel like uh, it's there. <laughs> yeah, you, you had it. I think still getting a good free agent if it's a glaring hole for your team is a big thing. But, but it's not how you build your team anymore. Like, yeah, it's it. You you're more likely than not to find yourself in a tight spot. Like if if we give one of those monster contracts to a Machado or Kershaw or whoever it may be, you know, when talking Yanks five years from now, you know, the people are going to be calling in and say, "Hey, how do we unload this Kershaw contract?" So I would much rather we kind of nip it now than I don't know ha- have that on the board. I guess. All right, next call. Hey guys, this is Dylan um, at Man. I'm on Twitter, can you follow if you don't think the CC signing is fantastic? He was um, the rock in our rotation last year. Sevy was all right, um, fantastic down the stretch, but CC was consistent the whole year. It was awesome. Um, he gives it a, vet, a veteran presence. I think he brings it back this year, and hopefully we get the, uh, we get the title. Go Yanks. Not the easiest on the ears, but um, CC's a rock in the lineup. He was good last year. Hopefully he helps again. I agree. I agree, Dylan. Thanks for the call. I agree. Let's go next. Hey, Talking Yanks. Jay here. And I think with the CC deal, it's really just a win-win situation for everyone. One year, $10 million. I think that's the best-case scenario for the Yankees, considering it's only one year just in case CC starts to fall off. And $10 million is like a great price, especially for one year so. And we get we get CC back, who's now going to be a great clubhouse leader again, and just 
not that much to say about this. It's just a win-win scenario. Thanks. Bye. It is a win-win. And I don't know if we have a call that's going to talk about it in the future, but we can talk about it now. CC had deals for more money, his agent said. And the rumors were the Blue Jays met with him and the Angels met with him. So let's just assume it was those teams, even though we have no idea. But he had yeah. deals for more money, but he said he wanted to finish what's going on in New York, come home to the Yankees, and you got to love him for that. Discount to win. Well, a lot of contracts talk on the show lately, but look, if, if you do blind resumes, which maybe that'll become my new thing, but, you know, 3690 ERA, 150 innings pitched, 14 and 5. Go check out some other pictures that make a lot more money and don't put up those kind of numbers. So this this was definitely and <laughs> I, I get frustrated because for a little bit it started turning into everyone after the June Carlos trade, everyone was saying, Hey, Todd and CeCe, take the hometown discount. And it's like you can't just say that with every player. CeCe, you just went through his whole story. It kind of makes sense. He's going to have a championship shot. That's all he wants. He's admitted that. A team that stuck with him through his tough times. He also led the team to great times previously. The Frazier thing's kind of different. Yeah, he's local and he's good, but like this is the dude's one big payday, or it should be. So the end of the day answer is you can't just yell at every free agent and say, hey, take a hometown discount. That's, you know, that, that doesn't work. CeCe's a perfect example. And I mean, he's still getting paid a little bit, but we we started guessing when they started clearing cap space that it could be like fifteen. I think fifteen would have been fair as well. I don't think I don't think we if it was fifteen, you and me wouldn't we be saying, oh, it's a little much money. Yeah, and so, we have, we have no idea how the incentives work. They could easily yeah they could be very true. favorable. Like they could be like if you pitch a hundred pitches, a hundred innings pitch, you get five mil. It could be hard for him to get hit the incentives. I don't know what they are. So next one. Hey, it's uh, Rusty Regions. This is my first time calling in. Um, with CeCe now back, do you think that we are going to uh, uh, sign uh, Todd Frazier back to a one-year deal plus maybe an option for another, like a mutual option for a uh, second year? Because we have over 30-plus million. CeCe brings us to 163, so we have over 30-plus million to spend. Do you think we sign? Do you think we re-sign Todd Frazier? Thank you. Bye. All right. Thanks, Rusty. So you brought us, you were kind of talking about that already, Jake. I tabled my thoughts because I knew that was the next call. But about Todd, I keep tweeting at him to take the discount. (laughs) It was his anniversary the other day. And I said, hey, how about you get your wife a nice anniversary present and be around for the next couple of years, (laughs) which tough, tough. It's like makes him seem like a bad guy if he's not around. But I agree with you. It's fun to be like, hey, Todd, take the hometown discount. Like, we're going to have a winner. You're from here. And also, if you're listening to this, Todd Frazier did not grow up a Yankee fan. I had to break that news to someone on Twitter today. He grew up a Red Sox fan or a Mets fan. But he's he said he was not a Yankees fan, and that breaks a lot of people's hearts. But, I mean, neither was Judge. So, you don't <laughs> – that's a weird thing. Yeah. But Todd was not a Yankee fan. You were like, play for the team he grew up liking. Uh, it's a hometown discount. He doesn't care. CC situation is – a lot more friendly for the hometown discount. Todd, I've said it over and over and over again. The years don't make sense. If Todd takes a discount to come play for the Yankees, I mean, that's a really, really risky career move. I think, I guess discount is now the word that's holding me up a little bit. Because one year you just have to throw out the window. Todd Frazier is getting two year, at least two year, if not three year offers from people. I don't think he would be allowed to sign a one year deal. 
By his agent or by... By the players' union. Remember when A-Rod tried to go to the Red Sox on a really cheap deal and the the players' union was like, yo, A-Rod, you're the best person in the sport. If you sign this much of a discount to go to the Red Sox, that'll fuck up all future contracts because they will relate to you and you will lower all the earnings of all your brethren in the league. So he was not allowed to go to the Red Sox. Now, it's not the same scale at all, but Todd is in his first... I know it's not the same scale, but that like the the players union can be like Todd, you accepting a one year deal is bad for the sport, not for the sport, but for the guys. It is. It would be bad. He. I doubt it gets there. I think more importantly, I think two years is very in the realm, especially. So I think the cap number that that caller called in with is a little deceptive because I don't think we've done arbitration yet. I so hate, I, I don't think I hate deep, money. Yeah. So I. The Yankees, the the arbitration number that they kept throwing around was they were supposed to land at 169 with the current contracts. So I'm I'll just do some rough guessing that the CC contract takes us to 179. So we've got what about 10 million to play with in theory. We'll we'll say that loosely. Not no finance guys on the set right now, but that's still tough because I I would say something like a two year two year 15. I could see something like that. Like the overpay, we, we've we compared it. I compared it to the NBA previously because they, they pay guys more to keep them shorter. And I think that's starting to show in baseball with that Carlos Santana contract. Carlos Santana got three years, 60 mil. So he's $20 million a year for a player. You better be, uh, you know, that's 20 million has been the, ever since A-Rod got that big number, 20 mil threshold has been the big number in, in MLB. So they gave Santana that, but it's for three years where I think in past years, Santana probably gets a four or five year for like 15, 13 to 15 range. So uh, we'll be interesting to see. I think the prices are going to be a little more juice, but shorter. So if you can fit Todd in that, they would do it. The Yankees would do it, but it's either going to be a little bit of creative accounting with a little bit of a hometown discount, not a full hometown discount. But I don't know. You can't rule it out. I don't know, man. I, I, know, I know you're all in. You got sucked into the, the, the Toddness. I don't think it makes sense. I don't. If Todd doesn't come to the Yankees, I'm not going to be like, what a jerk. I'm be like, oh, he was smart. He went and got his money. Good for Todd. He's <laughs> right. not dumb. But I. But here's the thing. Then I have no idea. Do you? Todd could be sitting at home right now, being like, yeah, man, that was really fun last year. I really want to do it again. Uh, I love being home. Like he can love everything about it, right? Right. And he'd go to his agent and be, and his agent would be like, Todd, it's really dumb. It's your first yeah. time being a free agent <laughs> and probably your last. I know that, I know you're romanticizing it and you had a lot of fun, but it's really dumb money-wise. It is. To take, it would be like two years. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how it plays out. I'm, I'm rooting for Todd to come. But I think right now, if he does want to come, his agent and the players' union is probably like, "No, man, don't. That's stupid." <laughs> yeah, it's it. It wouldn't be smart unless the Yankees came up with a very creative contract that we we currently cannot. So we'll see. We'd we'd love to have you, Todd. The 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 mid season Greg Bird open arms. Love to have you. Love to have you. We're having a party, man. I mean, like, come if you want. Bring some beers. Next call. What up, John Boy? It's Sam in Orlando. We got the fat man, the stopper back. We are locked and loaded, ready to go. Still want Cole, though, but we're going to the World Series now. We got the big guy. Let's go. 
I'm right, going to the World Series. Heard it here first. Bing. I'm all in. All right. Well, I mean, that's all we got. You got anything else? No. Still in for a cold trade. Still in for signing Todd back. Now it feels like there's one move left. I know that this, this sounds starting to sound like dramatic ESPN reporting, but there's definitely one move, whether it's third base or the starting pitcher trade or whatever it is, there's one move left. And I couldn't tell you if it's going to be in the next week, if cash is going to keep the crazy train going, or like you said, if he's going to lean back and say, Hey, my offers out there, they're not changing. You know, you guys come to me when you're ready to accept them. So that'll be interesting to see because I I think what you're going to start hearing from the Yankees front office, because they've been given, obviously, a lot of the generic answers, but a lot of the, we're open to anything, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. I think you're going to start hearing the, this is the team we're ready to go to war with type stuff, even if they don't necessarily mean it. But again, like we talked about Cashman with the other trades that are out there. And I mean, the roster is pretty much what it's going to look like. I I think you're going to start hearing a lot more of that. Like, yeah, if we're if, if this is the team we're going to battle with, we're confident and we clearly have our goal to win all this year. I'm with you. I mean, I, I got my plan, but I'm I mean, if if well, we need a third baseman, right? In our heads, yes, but not necessarily. A uh, a Wade Torres platoon at second and a Gleiber at third. That's we do a little awkward, you'd like to see a better veteran, but nobody's complaining if those are our biggest problems. The number one prospect getting to, getting to start, and then we've got a guy who is a huge prospect, not a huge, a big prospect in our organization in Wade, and a guy in Torres who casually hits 290, and we're like, yeah, he's a good bench guy for us. So I don't know. I, I, I think that's going to be the, the go-to-war. Would still like to see a veteran presence. I, I won't go on my Brandon Phillips ramp, but – there's there's another move to be had. Glaber's in the plans. I highly doubt Cash doesn't make a move to get another infielder in the mix <clears throat> of veteran presence just as safety and backup because we also need a first base backup now. Yeah, yeah, and that's how it all started. We, we started eyeing Neil Walker and Brandon Phillips originally, or at least I did. Neil Walker plays some first, but also lefty, so we'll see. And they're going to push the tax to the limit. They've said they are do that, and it's awesome. Okay, other topics for today. We have, since CeCe was our first free agent signing, our contest, affordablejerseys.com, gave away a free jersey, $90 jersey with no names on the back, $80 if you use the discount code JOHNBOY. This winner gets it for free. We had a total of 30-something guesses. 18 people guessed CeCe Sabathia. Only three people had it on today, December 16th, had to figure out a tiebreaker and the easiest tiebreaker in the world, who said it first. I think that's how a lot of guesses, trivia games work. Makes a lot of sense. So who was the first person to say CeCe on that specific date? It was Yankees Freak 96. Congrats to that guy, Yankees Freak 96. Email us or DM me. We'll figure it out. We'll get you a discount code at affordablejerseys.com. You'll get a free jersey. Uh, we hope to have more trivia down the line and more opportunities like that. Don't feel uh, the need for a trivia to make you rate, review, subscribe to us, though. You can just do it on your own. Also, Gary hats are for sale. I'm going to write up. Uh, we're going to put an Gary hat on Gary. 
They're going. We had 100. I think we're down to 80-something. They're going to go. As soon as O'Gary hits his first home run, they're going to they're gonna be sold out. I think before that. Yeah. Thank, thanks, everyone. My, my last uh, romantics and sports moment is the, the storyline today in New York was supposed to be Carmelo returning to the Garden. And now uh, CeCe's back, and it's a beautiful day in Yankee land. It's, all, it's a great day to be a Yankee. How about that? Sam D- Sam from Orlando. I think he's Sam from Orlando. Sam just DM'd me and said you need a haircut. Thoughts? Yeah, it's not looking good. Um, you also can't see I grow some of the worst facial hair in the world, and that doesn't look good now. Kind of had a grosso day, went skiing. Um, yeah, my hair's never been good. Tell I mean, tell him the hair flip saved my Saved my early twenties. Saved your whole life. Yeah. How uh, was skiing? Skiing was. Did you eat it. You take any falls? No, man, dude. Getting old. So talking yanks, talking getting old. There's like fear on the mountain now. Like if I if I get out of control, I like bring it in. Oh no, risky shit. You're yeah. Just like there, it's there's never like the fifty fifty moment. Like skis start shaking a little bit, going fast. Like where as a youth, I'd be like, "All oh, right, let's really hit it." Now it's like, "Ooh." what if i fall (laughs) so a little bit into getting old and pathetic from jake sometimes i take a corner like a bit too sharp or fast in my car and i just like get so mad at myself like it's not worth it nothing's worth it just drive really slow and boring (laughs) i don't want like adrenaline needs to get the hell out of my life except when i'm sitting on a couch watching yankees games that is the only time i need like influx of nervousness or anxious or you know what i'm saying i'm saying yeah and sports we like sports i like sports yeah okay uh that's about it there's gonna be more updates also uh just a quick thank you to everyone this month it's just been uh the updates the fun but listeners wise downloads it's been up everything's up 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 like we said uh we are uh we're fully dedicating ourselves to the podcast and keep, uh, keep sharing us. We appreciate it. Keep sharing. Keep co-worker, listening. Coworker, family member mentions Giancarlo or something like that. Be like, you should listen listen to these fools talk Yanks. Yeah. Wait, I got the website now. Talking that podcast you guys listen to about the Yankee stuff. Oh, it's Talking Yanks. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what do they talk about on this podcast? Oh, looks Yanks. Yanks. Looks Yanks. like Yanks. <laughs> so it's the most self explanatory name. When I had to write the description for Twitter and the podcast, we were like, all right, what's our description? It's like, I don't know, man. The name pretty much gets it across. Like, we're talking Yanks. Yeah. And it's people. Maybe we'll do an episode on the Civil War or something like that. <laughs> just, just to test people. Just to test people. Thanks, guys. You're awesome. Thanks for listening. Rate, subscribe, share, whatever. There's an order. Rate, review, subscribe. Come on. Whatever. Do whatever you want. Go enjoy your weekend. The big man is back on the mound. Shit talking. Backdoor slider, CC Sabathia. Good day in Yankee Land. Let's keep going. You got any last words, Jake? Tell him, Jimmy's grandma. Go Yankees.